Oh, I remember you sat behind me in math class. You seemed to find a friend in me. And though you probably don't remember, I wish I could forget. Oh, Ashley, will you please forgive me? For you tell me about your problems and your worries. Oh, did I ever give advice that helped? For all the times I didn't point you to our Savior. Oh, I can't help but blame myself. Oh, Ashley, where are you now? Oh, Ashley, where have you gone? Oh, you went into this brave world all alone. The Savior's calling you back home. The Savior's calling you back home. Oh, do you even, do you even know who you are? Oh, I remember seeing pictures from afar. Oh, how the world can be so mean. Even through the smiles, oh, you were searching. You were searching for more than you could see. Oh, how smiles and distance tell the story. And stories have their baggage, too. Oh, Ashley, if only you can know you're not alone. If only you can hear how love is passionately in pursuit of you. Oh, where are you now? Oh, Ashley, where have you gone? Oh, you went into this brave world all alone. The Savior's calling you back home. Oh, Ashley, where are you now? Oh, Ashley, where have you gone? Oh, you went into this brave world all alone. The Savior's calling you back home. The Savior's calling. The Savior's calling. The Savior's calling you back home. The Savior's calling. The Savior's calling. The Savior's calling you back home. How many lies? How many scars? How many tears let down by your fears? All the compromises, all the empty words. All the shallow graves, graves of shame and dirt. Oh, Ashley, every broken heart leaves a trail of smoke. Oh, every broken heart leaves a trail of smoke. Oh, every broken heart leaves a trail of smoke. And every broken heart leaves a lasting hope. I read the story. Of how he saved you from yourself. Oh, even in the mistakes. 
Oh, he was still there. Oh, he was still there. Oh, I read the story of how he saved you from yourself. Even in your mistakes. Oh, he was still there. Oh, he was still there. Oh, there is nothing that can take that away. Even in our mistakes, there is hope. Oh, I see the spot what I didn't say. That I know he's with you. And nothing can take that away. Oh, even in the mistakes. Oh, he was still there. Oh, he was still there. Oh, where are you now? Oh, Ashley, where are you now? Oh, you went into this brave world all alone. The Savior called you back home, but the Savior you are home. color and chaos podcast thank you so much for tuning in today i am so excited to get into what we're talking about today um real quick before we get into that i just want to uh, take a moment and uh encourage you if this podcast has been a blessing in any way whether it's been the video form of this podcast and maybe you've been watching on facebook or on youtube or if you've been listening to this and right now maybe you're listening to this and you're, you're listening to this on iTunes or maybe the Google Play Store, no matter how you get your podcast, um, whether it be video or audio, if you could do me a favor and if this has blessed you, uh, on the audio side, if you could leave a review and also uh, leave leave a comment, leave a leave a leave a review of what what this uh, this podcast has been for you, in order to encourage those that maybe um, have no idea what Color and Chaos is. Maybe they're going through a hard time and they're searching for something um, on the uh, iTunes or Google Play Store, and they're searching for a topic, and they come across this. Your review might be uh, the catalyst to get them to um, to partake in this that that has blessed you and my. my my hope and prayer is that it will bless them likewise. And also, if you're watching this on YouTube, if this has blessed you on YouTube, then you leaving a like and subscribing and leaving a comment and being able to continue the conversation through that way would be a huge blessing and will help the not only YouTube be able to push this out and promote this to other people, um, but it will also give people, when they come to Color and Chaos, uh, no matter how they come to it, they'll be encouraged to uh, to stay around for a while and to join the conversation themselves. So, again, that would really help out a lot. And um, and saying all that, I, I am so excited about jumping into what we're talking about today. And so what you just now heard at the very beginning of this 
is actually a song that I wrote um, through a period of many years. And, um, and, and it's, it's a very, a very personal song to me. It's, it's one that, um, is very near to my heart, very near and dear. Um, and it actually tells a true story of a girl that I knew from high school. Uh, and her name was Ashley and, uh, Ashley, if you're watching this or listening to this, um, yeah, you literally inspired this song. Um, and I wanted to go into a little bit of this song and, and how it segues into the topic that we're talking about today. Um, and so going into the song, um, how it all started um, is I remember um, through freshman to junior year of high school, um, that was a period of time where, for one, um, I, uh, I lived life for me. I, I didn't um, I didn't know Jesus as Lord yet of, of my life. I, I didn't uh, my identity was wrapped around what other people said of me, what other people thought of me. Um, it was wrapped around uh, friends. It was wrapped around uh, status or or clothes and all this other stuff as 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 common in uh, in school, especially in North America. Um, but that was my identity uh, from freshman to uh, junior year of high school. And I remember I met this uh, I met this girl named Ashley, and she actually sat behind me um, in uh, in Spanish class during those uh, three years. We had Spanish together, and I remember Ashley. She was such a sweet, sweet girl. She had such an awesome personality, and uh, and and she still does. Uh, nothing's nothing's changed in that way. Um, but I just remember um, Ashley would always um, confide in me and talk to me just as friends. And, and I remember in Spanish class, we, we, we grew close and we became uh, good friends. Um, but it, it, it didn't really go beyond just um, friends in the class. I don't know if you can relate with that um, when you were in uh, when you were in school or maybe at work. You can relate with this. You, you know, you have friends, but it doesn't kind of go beyond uh, where you met them. So for some people, they have uh, work friends. So it's uh, friends that you have only at work, and that's the only time you talk to them. It's the only time you interact with them. Um, outside of work, uh, you, you don't interact with them. You don't talk with them. And uh, so that's what Ashley was to me um, in, in high school during those first three years. And um, if you've been following Color and Chaos, if you um, are, are familiar even with my life and you know me personally, then you know um, going from junior year to senior year, that was when um, the Lord captured my heart and my life became his. And what that looked like was me surrendering my life saying, Lord, I am done. I want to live life for you. I want my identity to be wrapped around you. I know that who you say you are. Um, is such a big deal and that the only thing, the only thing I can sacrifice, a worthy sacrifice for what you've done for me, Jesus, is my life. And I, I remember it was June 2011 and I was on the floor of my bedroom and I was done. I was done. I was broken over my sin and I was broken over, I was just broken over just the brokenness of this world. And I said, Jesus, you can take my life. I am done. I got myself to this point. You, you, you can have me. I'm completely yours. And what he did, he, he completely renewed and transformed my life from that moment all the way till today. And it's currently a work, it's still, he's still working in me, still a work in progress. But I say all that to say that that impacted everything in my life. My life changed in that moment. And uh, the Bible says that when we surrender our lives to Christ, when we say, Jesus, take my life, I am done. And we, we place our identities in him and what he's done and, and who he says he is. When we do that, we become born again. 
And, and what that means is that we are able to see this life for what it is. We can see our lives for what it is. We can see others for what they are. And we can see this world through the worldview of our Savior, Creator, and Sustainer, and we, we, who is Jesus. So senior year was such a crucial year in my life because that was the year that I was able to see other people as Christ saw them, not just seeing them through um, selfishness or pride or arrogance uh, or seeing them as, uh, as a means to an end um, or just someone to pass the time. I no longer saw people as objects, but I saw them as being created in the image of the same creator, savior, and sustainer that now my life is, 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 has been surrendered to. And so I remember Ashley, she sat behind me in math class senior year. And I remember even, even then just thinking, wow, I have one year, one year to do things right when it comes to my relationships. And Ashley was one of those relationships and, and, uh, she was such just a, just a good friend. Um, but I was able to see Ashley as Christ saw Ashley and I was able to give her advice, uh, that, that was just bathed in the word of God and, and to be able to encourage her as she deserved to be encouraged. And, uh, and I was able to share with her, her worth and her value. But I remember even then feeling a guilt that for three years I've missed it when it came to Ashley. That that I I wasn't giving her advice that was uh, anything uh, anything beyond just shallow and empty, and just uh, advice that came from just uh, just arrogance and and I I really didn't know what I was talking about when I gave her advice. I remember her coming to me about relationship uh, uh, relationship issues with guys that she was dating. And I remember her just sharing things and confiding in me and asking me, you know, for advice. And it always ate me that that I I, I wasn't able to share with her more um, than just senior year of just the truth that her identity and her worth and her value goes far beyond anything that this world can offer or that this world can tell her, but that she was loved by a creator, savior, and sustainer that was passionately in pursuit of her. So I remember, um, I remember when I went off to college, and uh, pretty, you know, a lot of us went off to college or went to the workplace. I remember I was two hours away down in Columbia, South Carolina, and Facebook was really awesome to be able to to just stay in touch with um, the people that I graduated high school with, and friends and family. And I remember Ashley was one of the uh, one of the girls that would pop up all the time on my on, on my timeline, and I remember. Um, seeing Ashley and, you know, her starting college and going through college. And, and as the years kind of went on, I, it, it didn't take me long to see just how Ashley was kind of going down a, uh, going down a hard path, going down a, uh, um, just a very lonely path in the sense of, uh, I could just see from her pictures and just see from her statuses that, um, that she was kind of getting into the, like more of the party crowd and, um, and I remember um, being in college and just praying for Ashley. And I remember that guilt that I had just kind of come back up, uh, even though I was two hours away and, and me and Ashley didn't really talk much at this point. But um, I remember just praying for her and just praying that the Lord would just capture her heart and that she, would, uh, she wouldn't have to, uh, to turn to the things that she was turning to, whether alcohol or, or, um, or just empty and shallow friendships and relationships and, and all this stuff. And, and as the years went on, I, I started to see, I actually started going deeper and deeper, deeper down into it, to, to that very, uh, very um, just uh, dark pit. Fast forward, um, I, I'll never forget the day that I saw, um, actually, I think it was on Facebook. 
I saw Ashley and um, she started sharing about what Christ uh, had done in her life through um, the many years um, that, 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 that we weren't talking, that I wasn't able to interact with her, but I saw her on Facebook. Um, I remember I saw her sharing her testimony. She was sharing um, just how the Lord met her in that brokenness and how the Lord gave her that identity and that worth and that value that she was looking for to try to fill that void that only Christ can fill. And I remember seeing that and just celebrating and rejoicing with her from hours away because I just remembered all that process um, of, of me seeing her from a distance and also just, you know, thinking what the Lord has done in my life, how he delivered me from those pits and the shallow, just the shallow, shallow pits and, 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 and gave my life purpose and meaning and identity and worth and value and how he was doing the exact same thing in Ashley. And after that, after the moment that, that I saw what the Lord did in her life, I started to also see just how the Lord was giving her opportunity after opportunity to share her story and opportunity after opportunity to, to help those that were in similar situations as her. And uh, just I just began to see the Lord doing so much beautiful things within Ashley. And so this song uh, that, that I sang uh, at the very beginning of this podcast um, was a song that I wrote um, inspired by what I saw happen in Ashley uh, throughout the years. So the first part of the song um, was was talking about, you know, I remember you sat behind me in math class and and you seemed to find a friend in me. And, and, and though, you know, you might not remember this as something of being of impact, um, but to me, I remember that year, her sitting behind me in math class, I remember just wishing that I would have opened up my mouth sooner. And, and except for, you know, um, you know, just kind of uh, settling for the shallow conversations or the, or the uh, you know, the shallow advice that I did for so many years during high school. I wish I would have, I, I would have been able to give her truth and, and, and you know, um, just something to, that, that actually had value and worth um, in, in her life. And so that was, the, that was the first verse of the song. And the chorus is just saying, you know, Ashley, where are you? Because I remember when I was in college and I was, you know, praying for Ashley and I was seeing pictures, uh, you know, on Facebook, she would be sometimes, you know, I would see her in, in, in different states. You know, we, we grew up in South Carolina. We went to school uh, together in South Carolina, but I saw her in different states. And so I, w- I would always think, you know, where are you, Ashley? You know, what, what are you going through? What are you thinking? You know, um, what are you, what are you pursuing? What are you, what are you trying to find? You know, um, so I would just ask myself and, and kind of ask the Lord, you know, like, Lord, what is going on with Ashley? Because my heart would be burdened for her and my heart would break for what she was going through and what I can see. And, you know, it goes from that to the to the second verse. And the second verse is just saying, look, you know, like I can see all these pictures on Facebook. And um, and sometimes, you know, um, if I'm being honest with you and, and you can maybe relate with me um, with w- where you're at, that sometimes when it comes to social media, it's so easy just to see pictures of people smiling and, and people tra- uh, traveling the world and traveling, you know, uh, the nation and all this stuff, all this excited stuff. It's so easy to look at that and be like, oh, well, you know, their life is awesome. Their life is peachy. But I remember I, I saw pictures of Ashley smiling. I saw pictures of her doing well. But at the exact same time, I knew I knew that 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 was just a that was just a facade that she was she was covering up the fact that she was hurting, she was lonely, and she was alone. 
and um, and and all of that, you know, I, I was able to to hear through her own mouth, through her testimony, and and it's just so crazy the full circle um, that 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 she went through, that I went through, that um, all of us can go through when we surrender our life to Christ. But, you know, it goes from the second verse to just saying, you know, do you even know who you are? Do you even know who you are? And the whole idea of shallowness, of shallowness, for three years, I had so many shallow conversations with Ashley that that, that haunted me, that I wish I could have had just this real and, and authentic this conversations that went beyond my opinions, beyond my uh, just, just, all of the, uh, you know, just emotionalism that, that, that I was going through at that time. But in reality, there's nothing that I said of any worth and value if it wasn't found in the word of God, that it, if it wasn't found in truth. That so often we as people and me as a person, I, sh- I, 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 I settle for shallowness, shallowness. And, and, you know, when I'm thinking about what, what is shallow, I, you know, there's a lot of different things that we can be shallow about in this life. Maybe you're listening to this and watching this. And when you think of shallowness, you think of maybe shallow conversations. You know, the, 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 the typical, uh, you know, how are you doing? You know, oh, I'm doing good. Oh, okay, cool. Have a good day. All right, see you. Bye. You know, in and, and reality, if we're really honest and vulnerable, in that conversation, nothing happened. There was nothing that happened. But in reality, all it was, was, was the person that engaged the conversation or, or engaged the, the, that, that little moment of saying, you know, hey, how are you doing? They felt the need to, to speak and the other person felt the need to respond. And, but besides that, there was nothing that happened. And I was thinking about as a follower of Christ, or, or even if, if you're not a follower of Christ, us as people. That, that we should be striving to daily say, okay, look, I want to go beyond the shallow, go beyond the shallow. I know in my life that honestly, the, it, was, it was the Lord and the Lord alone that helped me start to see and is, is helping me now start to see that, that settling for the shallows does nobody anything good. Why is it that we settle for shallowness? Whether it be shallowness when it comes to time or words or conversations or goals, you know, why do we, why do we, why do we just settle for those things? Why? You know, and and as I was thinking about that, I actually threw this question out on Facebook and some of the responses of, you know, hey, you know, why is it that sometimes you settle for, uh, for example, shallow conversations? Um, Some of the answers that I got back were were pretty, pretty interesting. Um, Some of the things that I got back were that trust that sometimes, you know, when it comes to um, conversations, it's so easy just to have a shallow conversation. And when I mean shallow, what I mean is that, that, that at the pit, at the root of it, there's really nothing there. But it's one person talking, another person responding, but it's, it's nothing there. There's no, there's no meat. There's nothing of, 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 of value or worth besides just somebody talking and somebody responding or, or acknowledging the other person. But, but besides that, there was nothing really there. Um, there wasn't a conversation. There, there wasn't any, um, you know, bearing of the heart. There wasn't any vulnerability. But, but it was just a walled-up conversation um, that pleased either the person talking or the person that listened to it. And so, thinking about shallowness, I started to think that that a lot of times, you know, and even people on Facebook, you know, kind of shared this. A lot of times, of why we're shallow is because of trust that we don't trust the other person that we're engaging with. 
Maybe it's somebody that we don't know. Maybe somebody that we just met. Uh, and and so, you know, we want to say something. So we settle for a shallow conversation or a shallow exchange because we want to say something. We feel the need to say something. But in reality, there's not enough trust there to actually ha- have something of meaning, of, of worth or value, um, but besides just a shallow conversation. And so is trust. There's also another thing that people shared um, on Facebook um, when it comes to um, shallowness, why we sometimes settle for shallowness is because we need to know that the other person cares before we're vulnerable and that we open up and share with them. And thinking about that, that, that sometimes, you know, we need to know that they care. That makes a lot of sense. A lot of us, including me, it's hard sometimes just to trust that the other person will, will, will care about what I'm saying. I don't want to look like a fool by, by, by opening up and bearing my heart, bearing my soul, and being vulnerable, letting my walls down with somebody if they're just going to take that and drop it. And so it makes sense why we would settle for shallowness. It's because we need to know first that you know we can trust them. We also need to know that they care. Another reason that some of you shared with me of, of the reasons why we're shallow is because, you know, some of us, we, we don't see the importance and we don't see the need of being open with people. You know, maybe to you, when it comes to your heart or your emotions or your goals or your dreams or, or uh, just who you are as a person, maybe you feel like it is best for you to keep that inside, for you to think about that. And, and, but, but, but in reality, nobody else cares. Nobody else needs to know about you know, who I really am on the inside. And so there's the trust. There's the need to know that they care. There's not really a, a understanding of why it's important to be open. And another thing is, is that somebody shared is that um, sometimes we, sh- we, set- we settle for shallowness in our time and our relationships and in and- our conversations and our goals. And we just, shadow- we- we- we just settle for a-, for a shallow life because we feel a need to keep people at a distance. That, you know, this kind of goes back to that trust that, that we're shallow as people because we just want to keep people at a distance that that sometimes we're afraid if if we let people come in then we're open to attack or harm you know in in reality that's the definition of vulnerability vulnerability to be vulnerable means to be susceptible to attack or harm that's literally the definition of vulnerable and so i, I started to ask myself the question you know what do i you know, just thinking, applying this this idea of, you know, why am I a shallow person sometimes? Why do I settle for shallow conversations and shallow goals and, and shallow just, you know, a lifestyle and choices? Why do I settle for less than the best? And, and I started to ask myself, you know, what do I truly have to lose? What do I have to lose if I say, you know what, Jonah, today will be the day that I do not settle for shallowness and my behavior, and in my interactions with people. Except for looking at people as a obstacle, what if I start to look at people as a opportunity to be able to be a part of their world, to be able to look at them as this is someone who is made in the same image of my God, and this person has so much worth and value. Why? Because he's made in that image. 
And this person is loved so much that my Savior, Creator, and Sustainer, and our Savior, Creator, and Savior died for them, just like he died for me. That just as much as I know I am loved by Christ, this person is loved just the same. No matter what I think of them, no matter what my opinion of them of them is, no matter how much harm or or you know uh, of worry that this person gives me, because I feel like maybe you know they 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 they, they you know they're gonna harm me and and that they don't care about me and you know maybe it's somebody that inside I feel like I need to keep at a distance. But what if I, what if we? especially as followers of Christ, what if we start to say, you know what, Lord, you have made me so much more. You have made me for so much more. What if we start to say, Lord, you have made us for so much more than the shallow life and the shallow conversations that's so easy, is so easy to settle for. You know, thinking about shallowness, what if we start to, to look at it through the eyes of saying, you know what, Lord, I am glad that you did not keep me at a distance when, when my heart was, was bent towards evilness and bent towards rebellion. And, and you know, before I, I, I surrendered to, to what you did for me on the cross, Lord, I am so glad that you loved me so much. You did not keep me at a distance. And likewise, Lord, because you did not keep me at a distance, I do not want to keep others at a distance as well. But I want to engage them. I want to be your hands, your feet, your mouth. I want to engage my community, engage my culture, engage those that are around me, regardless of what I think about them, regardless of, of, of how much I trust them or that I feel like they care. What if we, as people, we start to see other people as, as much of worth and value as ourselves? Lord, you risked it all for my heart. We have a creator, savior, and sustainer that risked it all for your heart, for our hearts. He pursued us when we were unlovable. He pursued us when we had nothing to offer. He pursued us when we were even against him. He risked it all for our hearts. What if we start to say, you know what, Lord, help me live with your heart. You pursued my heart. When it, when it was nothing of worth and value. If anything, it was hostile towards you. But Lord, because you pursued my heart and you give me a new heart when I surrender to you, Lord, help me live with that heart in my day-to-day life. Help me love others as you have loved me. We have a creator, savior, and sustainer that cannot stand the separation as a friend of Ashley, I, I, I could not stand to see her hurting, to see her going down a path that was destructive. I could not stand that. And, then, and if I'm talking from a human perspective, how much more does our eternal and, and, and just absolutely just the epitome of love, the creator of love and, and, and the, the epitome of love, how much more does our creator, savior, and sustainer love us and, and, and that he can't stand that separation as well? What if we started to look and see others in the exact same way of saying, look, because my God cannot stand the separation between me and him, I cannot stand the separation right now between my heart and wanting just to, to just, you know, do my own thing and, 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 and just have this life be all about me. But instead, I want to be deliberate 
and every person that I interact with, I want to say, okay, Lord, what do you want to do with me in this moment, in this relationship, in this conversation, with my time, with my words, with my conversations, with my goals, Lord, what do you want to do with me? And in conclusion, as I was thinking about this as well, it, it kind of comes down to to saying, okay, Lord, I, I know what you've done for me, but what's something I could think about practically to help me to renew my thought and, and, and my heart right now as I'm listening to this or watching this? Lord, what, what is it that your word says? Your word says that that can help remind me of the importance to, to go beyond the shallow. And, and as I was thinking about that, I came to a couple of verses. And I wanted to share that with you before we close and wrap up. In Philippians 2, 3, Paul says this, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. I'm going to read that again. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. What if that looks like in conversations, except for settling for the, the, the very easy and, and socially acceptable, you know, just, you know, shallow conversation or shallow relationship or, or shallow, um, you know, a heart, uh, a shallow heart that is not always asking, okay, Lord, how can I grow in you? Lord, what is it that you want to do with me? Except for settling for all that, what if we started saying, look, okay, I do not want to have the selfish ambition of just living my life for me. Not only that, but it talks about vain conceit, vain conceit. When I think about vain conceit, vain, vain means empty, empty. Uh, Lord, I help me not settle for emptiness today. Help me not settle for emptiness in my emotions and my thoughts and my conversations and and, and my choices and my actions. Help me not, help me not just settle for the vain, the empty and also conceit. Conceit is another word for narcissism. That, that, that when we have conceit, we have an arrogance. There's an arrogance about it. There's a narcissistic heart behind that. So that conceit comes from a heart that says, look, like it's about me. Like I am okay. That, that there's no need to go above and beyond just the socially acceptable because I am okay. I, you, that's vain conceit. And what Paul is, is urging the, the Christian church, he's saying, look, do nothing out of selfish ambition which is so easy for us to do, so easy for me to do, just to live my life for me. But he also says, do not do it out of vain conceit, out of empty narcissism. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Christ modeled, through his interactions with people, someone that was deliberate about going after the heart. Christ does that to us every single day. Through Christ, he pursues our heart. He pursues my heart every single day. The Bible even says that, that he's renewing us day by day by day by day. That the spirit of God that's inside of us, when we surrender to him, the spirit of God is helping us be and, and, and transforming us more and more into him and in his heart. The Lord loves us so much that he did not have a, have a, have a haughtiness about him. And, but instead, he, he, he humbled himself to the point of dying on a cross, a death that he did not deserve, taking on sin that he never committed. And through that, we can be able to no longer have the chains of, of that narcissism, of that, that life that is around us and that, that, that just wrapped around sin life, but that we can go beyond the shallow. We can go beyond just that emptiness, that we no longer are chained by our just settling. 
Another verse that comes to mind comes from Romans 12, verse 9. And in this, Paul is writing to the Romans, and he's writing this. He says this. It's a very simple verse, but he says this. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Today, no matter where you're at partaking in this, is your love, is my love sincere? Sincere. Is your love sincere? Sincere means free from pretense or deceit. Proceeding from genuine feelings. Wholehearted, profound, deep, genuine, real, unfeigned, unaffected, true, honest. Is our love honest? Is our love profound? Is our love deep? When we meet people, do we look at them in awe and wonder? Why? Because our creator created them in awe and wonder. Or do we look at them as an obstacle are we so busy that we settle for the shallowness of a life that is vain and, and, and just narcissistic and empty? I don't want to live a life that is vain and empty and narcissistic. I want to go beyond the shallows. My life, if it's just about me, it's empty. Your life, if it's just about you, it's empty. Do you even know who you are do you know who you are who you are is not being enslaved to yourself but who you are is who you were made in the image of who we were made in the image of my hope and prayer through this episode is that you are encouraged you were encouraged. You were created for so much more than shallowness today. You were created for so much more than settling in, in, in your interactions, your relationships, that, that, that we have an opportunity today to choose truth, to choose life, to choose, choose abundance, to choose a life that goes beyond shallowness and, and, and empty narcissism, but that we can be able to be people who, for one, know who we are because we know whose we are. We know that we were made, it, we were made with a purpose and that creator has a purpose for us and that purpose is to know him and make him known, that you can be able to pour into your community, into your family, into your relationships, even pour into, into your job today. You can pour into it a truth that is wrapped around the eternal truth that is found only in truth himself, which is our creator, savior, and sustainer, that you have been made with a purpose. Help us, help us today, Lord, just no longer look at ourselves that, Lord, you risked it all to be near me. And Lord, help me no matter what, say, you know what? I want to be present here today. I want to risk it all, even if that means being vulnerable when I'm talking with someone, when I'm living this life, when I'm making choices, when I'm, when I'm interacting through my day-to-day -day grind. You are not alone. And that we truly, when we lean into the unknown, we can embrace who makes us whole. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you so much. Thank you so much that despite all my regrets, the, the, the people that I fail to, to see and to treat like you see them and like you treat them, Lord. You are, you are very, very, very faithful. God, thank you so much for what you've done in Ashley's life. You've given her a testimony. You've given her a beautiful family, Lord. She is a, she is a wife. She's a mother now. 
She's she's a leader. She is she's able to pour into others who feel like they are lost or that that feel like they are stuck in those shallows. Lord, thank you so much that you take us broken people and you give us depth. You give us identity, you give us worth, you give us value, you give us life, you give us, you know, purpose. God, you give us just a life to the full because you are life. You are the epitome of life. You are the epitome of love. Lord, help us today go beyond shallow love, beyond shallow conversations, but beyond shallow choices and actions. Lord, help us be who you've made us to be, and that is people that reflect you. Lord, for those that are listening to this or watching this, that, that, that identify maybe for the first time that they have been living a shallow life, a life that is found in an empty narcissism, Lord, that has been found and wrapped around the identity of self and what others think of them or what others say. Lord, will you become so real to them that they can choose you for the first time? Lord, you changed my life in a flash. You changed my life in a flash when I realized that you were who you said you were and you were everything that I was looking for. Lord, your love is sincere. Lord, you hate what is evil. You love what is good. And because you do, Lord, we do when we surrender to you. Thank you so much. Lord, will you be with us today? Help us go beyond the shallows and live this life abundantly, being led by you and knowing you and making you known. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being a part of this. It truly is an honor that you that 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 you are here, that you're listening, that you're watching this. Know that I am praying for you today. That we are in this together. No matter what you're going through, no matter how hard it is at work or at at, at the job or at, at at home, I promise you, if we pray and we ask the Lord to be with us and show us, help us see things as He sees it, He will meet us. He will meet us in the middle. He will meet us in the middle and he will blow our minds. He will break our hearts for what breaks his. Thank you so much for being a part of this. If this has blessed you again, feel free to to write a review or or, or to leave a comment, to like this, to share this. But but you can be someone who can, can, can share this to someone else that maybe are struggling with this beyond what I can do on my end. Thank you so much. God bless you. You have a great day. See ya.